Hey there, Coach Tim. Spider Cave Studios, Torrance, California, getting to the new normal. And what that's what I want to talk to you about today. Um, it's something, this is about the probably the fifth iteration of it. I've been doing it this over the last month, and it's just every day there's new stuff. And I, I, I want to add to it and also uh, keep it pithy, which is difficult. So there's opportunities out of disruption. We literally are at or was at a tipping point with the industries um, that many were one foot in the grave. And then the COVID thing just pretty much ended many retailers uh, lives, uh, put many all, you know, into uh, disarray and to where they're struggling. Um, and so after we opened up and now we're talking about closing down again, which I doubt is going to happen, but uh, you've seen people or companies fold their tents. They just, they're, they can't do it and they're going bankrupt or, or whatever. Uh, and again, this isn't because of COVID for, uh, in many cases, it's uh, COVID just pushed everybody, pushed Humpty Dumpty over the fence. And, um, and so this is where we're at. And within that are lots of opportunities. Uh, there are restaurants that immediately, uh, when this thing happened, went into delivery and or pickup and it saved them. Um, you, you see this, uh, in, in many industries. I, however, I did a little study in, uh, in my own town and a lot of the, uh, local yokel kind of, uh, mom and pop places, restaurants, uh, in a place called Old Torrance had just horrible, horrible messaging. Uh, you didn't know, couldn't tell if they're open or closed. I mean, some of them just had like a Xerox, Xerox, I use that word, copied, uh, how old am I, copied a version of um, whatever their message was. Uh, and and even companies that were delivering or, or takeout, had takeout, weren't advertising it. So... Very weird. Now that was that was back in you know late March, early April. Uh, where are we now as we try to get out of this? Well, the the challenge that we have. And let's just go through a few of the things um, that's going on. So you know, one of the things that they talked about was well, let me let me back up. So why talk about this stuff? Because there's opportunities. I remember as a kid, I uh, got introduced to through class a thing called a movie called future shock it was actually on film that's how old i am and they showed it to the class and ooh, the future right and a lot of the stuff never happened a lot of the stuff did happen but probably not quite the way alvin toffler the the uh the author of the book um said it would happen it was a little bit kind of like what he said right and um I jump forward uh, to the 90s. I remember a book, uh, book, these two books I was introduced to through Tony Robbins' Power Talk. And uh, Power Talk was a monthly subscription of essentially what we would call today podcasts. Uh, I, like I would be charging for this subscription, right? And so he had some great people on there. And, and one of them was um, 
a guy, last name is Davison, in a book called Blood in the Streets. And that predicted the future. And it was woefully wrong in many ways. But the lessons in it, the the whys, the, the context, are very much uh, real. Um, uh, another one was the popcorn report. And a lot of the stuff that Faith Popcorn, the author, said uh, would come about, did come about. Uh, we see it every day. One of the things she said was a lot of the cars will start looking the same the more we go through time because people don't want to be too boisterous in their wealth. That's my words, not hers. So a lot of homogeny, is that the right word, uh, amongst uh, the, the cars. So, what do we have today? So that this is why I'm I, again I'm I'm interested in this, but I'm I'm interested in where's the opportunity? And there's there's some huge opportunities I think that are coming. Um, also, we have to start from though what is as a business and not what should be. As a very opinionated person, I have a lot of what should be's, but as a businessman, I have to be more attuned to what is it may not be the way it should be in my town but what is is okay so that requires an ability to be able to come out out of our shell out of my shell my customer's shell and see it from above and 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 realize what's going on where there's very little emotion going on and I can look at things objectively and in NLP they call that third person third third position, not third person, <laughs> third position. Um, you can look it up. Uh, uh, third position, I think I might have written about it in, in the uh, blog at times. But the, uh, the, the it's very important to be able to see things as is, and that means rising out of the emotion of it and seeing what's going on and what, the, what you're customers what your prospects are are actually looking for so in the case of the restaurants certainly people didn't want to change habits um you know they might have resisted it and they want to have their restaurants and so by providing takeout and delivery you can still have your cake and eat it too so to speak right so that's that's bending to the marketplace um so what we we want to be able to do is to kind of extrapolate what is it that that our people are wanting, and a lot of habits were burst, right? We uh, we we stay home. A lot of people did work from home that are able to, right? And they're not. It's they're not your low wage earners, right? They're 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 probably executive types making decent money, like real decent money to be able to be trusted to be able to work from home and it's it's remote working means probably computer working. There's computer interaction, I should say customer interaction can be done over the phone, right? To to transact. You don't need to be right in front of somebody. And so uh, it's definitely not a retail play, right? And so you have a lot of the higher wage earners 
that got used to working at home. And so a lot of habits changed, right? Uh, gas tanks were not getting filled up as much. People were joking about that. I'm um, getting two months to the gallon kind of uh, jokes were out on social media. Uh, you see a lot dirtier cars. Why? Because I'm not driving the roads as much. Uh, I'm not driving into my executive parking lot with my car completely, you know, dirty. I have to be make sure it's clean, you know, for appearances and whatnot. I don't have those kind of social pressures from the workplace. And so uh, these are habits that are being broken. I, I remember reading uh, a fella, a copywriter, a world-famous copywriter, John Carlton, said in a uh, thread within, uh, gosh, what was what's his name? I can't think of his name. Uh, oh, Halbert. Uh, uh, Gary Halbert's son, uh, uh, I forget his first name, and he, he had said something about the corona thing. And uh, uh, Carlton steps in with a comment and says, uh, gosh, I found out that, you know, brand X of frozen pizza is better than the local pizza that I get normally. I think I'm going to start doing this more. And, and it kind of went into more of how he's realized that through these new forced habits that his old habits maybe not be what he wants. And that's my whole point is, is we're, we're into a world where we're, we're, we're living under new habits that have been created, even though we've come out of it. Um, so, so what, what else is, is happening? Well, the thing that is really interesting to me and, and, and probably mostly because I come from a, uh, a football coaching, a sports coaching background for many, many, many years, as you probably know, hence the word coach Tim. Um, and I'm paying attention to the kids that I, I left and uh, from the high school, and I want to see, you know, I'm interested in the, how the seniors are doing and all this. Well, now, you know, they haven't been able to practice. They've had to practice on their own. And if they were practicing together, they had to hide it. And, and I know if I was a player at that time, I would have been practicing with my friends. Um just and so I'm, I wouldn't doubt if high school players across the country had been secretly working out, lifting, and whatnot together. Uh, so, but what's going on? Well, let's look at this. We have just seen a let's what three, four months of seniors in high school and colleges and and senior mostly because it's about it's about the socialization socializing of uh experience of of high school and and even you know middle school if you want to go there but the seniors year was ruined there's no proms there's no sports there's no uh, you know baseball players work their whole youth to their senior year and they didn't get it uh Clubs, right? Kids that are in clubs. All that was was torched. And now we're going into summer. And I'll use football as the example because that's my, uh, you know, my love. And we're looking at, you know, this idea of social distancing. 
And football is the opposite of social distancing. You can't really play the game with if you're social distancing. I mean, and, and not to be gross, but as an ex-player, I could tell you there's uh, sweat and, uh, and dirt and grime and stuff that tends to get inside your mouth uh, from uh, other, other men. It's uh, pretty gross. And uh, if we're all freaked out about this stuff, then uh-oh. So... If you figure it, if you look at what's going on, and this is what I've seen in my, uh, when I first started doing these, and then I had to scrap the old video or audio, and now I'm, so back about two months ago, I, I kind of thought, well, gosh, these schools, how are they going to do this with the ideas of social distancing? The arbitrary six feet distance, right? Well, how do they do it? Uh, well, uh, what they're starting to come up with is either a split schedule, half the day is half the school and the other half of the day is the other half of the school, and then you go through the week that way. Well, the problem with that is you're, you're really asking teachers to work probably double, and that's not going to go over well with the unions, etc., in some districts, I know that they're looking at uh, half the school on Monday, half the school on Tuesday, half the school on Wednesday, that the first group, and then the second group on, on Thursday, and I'm not sure what happens on Friday. Let's just say somehow they figure it out, and it's, so you have essentially two and a half days of school. So if if, and now, this district that I'm talking about is from a memo from the Manhattan Beach School District, which is a local district. It's a well, very well-to-do area in town in the South Bay. And these people move there because they want their kids to have the best, the best school. And last time I looked, which is probably five to ten years ago in LA Magazine, they listed all the top high schools. And there was a lot of private schools, as you might expect, but up there was Maricosta High School as one of the better ones. Well, that makes sense. That's why you moved to Manhattan Beach, because you want the, the full experience. And doggone it, you deserve it. You work your butt off, and and uh, you deserve the best. And so if I'm a parent in Manhattan Beach, just to pick on them, this is ubiquitous, um, I go, gosh, you know, last year, you guys, and forever before now, you said five days a week. And now you're saying two, two and a half days a week is fine. That That's an education? Uh, I'll pass. Okay, well, normally, up until now, if we said, I'll pass, I'll put my kid in private school, or I'll pass, last choice was I'll put my kid in homeschool. Well, guess what? We also have the same parents across the board, not just Manhattan Beach, who have experienced the answer to COVID shutdown and lockdown and shelter in place education uh, and have watched their kids uh, get really, really bad value across the board uh, from their local school districts. Uh, I, I don't know anybody that went, yeah, it's great. What a great experience for my little Johnny. 
anybody I've talked to has said, oh my God, it's horrible, right? Uh, and my own son at El Camino, uh, where I went at JC Junior College, uh, guy didn't even grade, no, no, I mean, no, uh, excuse me, no final. And I'm thinking, how in the hell do you not give a final in the course that he was taking? So now he's, I mean, what do you do? You're going to have to give them a, you know, give them all, you know, A's. All Everybody gets a trophy. Well, whatever it is they get, how do you know that you're qualified to go on to the next level? Because it's the next level is dependent on the first level being taught. And so I'm not happy with that. Um, and now I know another person who went to a junior college locally. He went back to school and now he's questioning if he'll even go go back because it was that bad. Uh, but let's get back to the high school thing. So if the high school thing is, is okay, yeah, we're going to, so, excuse me. So locally they're offering, uh, the last I heard, uh, two days in-house and the rest of the week remote. Well, why would you do that? If you're already going to do two days in-house, just finish it off. You know, because remote sucks. We've all learned that. In fact, in uh, just to go back a bit, I called a buddy of mine uh, in the district in Southern California. His his high school kid had not been given any remote instruction. It was basically school was closed down. I don't know if they ever got their act together, but if they did, all the kid got out of you know was was one month out of the three or four that that we were sh shut down on. So. Uh, a lot of, a lot of the districts we have found that a lot of the districts are woefully, uh, uh, remiss in their plans on how to deal with virtual, uh, teaching. And a lot of people are not happy. So if you, if you work from home now, I'm an executive and I could work from home at least most of the time, uh, I'm, then Aren't you going to go, oh, well, then, you know, the schools, public school sucks uh, in their instruction, so I'm going to just keep Johnny at home. He can't play football or baseball or band or anything anyway because of the social distancing rules, which, you know, we don't know that yet, but this is my guess where we're going. And here, why I'm betting, if I had to bet, and it makes me sad because, you know, I want my kids that I had last year to be able to play out their, their, their senior year. Uh, it, it breaks my heart, uh, but if I had to bet money, I'm betting against it happening. Okay. Why? Well, let's just look at the NCAA, the big boys college Clemson university just had 22 last I looked guys come up positive. So, they're naming every death on earth, right? Pretty much it's because of COVID. So if your kid dies for whatever reason and is positive with this stuff, it's a lawsuit waiting to happen. And I could tell you in the, in the high schools and the districts, their number one concern, I don't care what anybody says, is not getting sued. I've, I've been in districts. I've been in it. That's job number one. Don't get sued. So uh, they're going to opt for that, uh, and that everything else is a distant second. So 
My guess is, if I had to, is this is the direction we're going. This is worst case. And like I said, I could be wrong, just like Alvin Toffler was many moons ago uh, in many ways. But he was right in a lot of ways. And he was right in kind of right in a lot of ways. So what I'm trying to do is point out a lot of kind of rights. That's all you need to know. Do your own math. But I will tell you this. If I'm in the remote education business, I am going insane. In fact, I've even thought about doing some uh, affiliate stuff um, in developing in the remote market. Uh, or the, yeah, the remote teaching market and also looking into remote working, right? Um, there's a lot of opportunity going on there. Uh, what else? So what does that mean? If we're going remote, what does that mean for commercial real estate? To quote a banker friend of mine, commercial real estate is fill in the blank. <laughs> Screwed. Uh, yeah, so there was a commercial, not a commercial, an advertisement about uh, a month and a half into this whole thing. And it was, I can't remember where it was. I'm going to try to find it for the, the actual uh, print part of this. Uh, it was talking about Manhattan and how Manhattan, they don't think they'll ever fill it up again. Now that everybody's working from home, they've realized they don't need to go into the busy city. And add in the destruction that came not too long after that, why would anybody want to go into the city? And so it's the same story here in LA. Uh, a lot of people uh, did not have to go through that hour commute. A lot of people, uh, that's two hours. The, the joke is, you know, I don't see the light of day. I'm, I'm driving in when it's dark. I'm driving out when it's dark. And so, there, if if it's been found, which I believe it has in, in the early studies, that these people are more productive, um, this is what's going to happen. But but look at it also from the reality, from the business standpoint. The business standpoint is like a Google. Google uh, is in some of the most expensive real estate in, in the United States. Mountain View, and they have to pay their employees to work in the ones that are in California up there. They have to pay their employees Mountain View prices. So let's just make this up and say it's you know a quarter of a million dollars for for a, an executive or a high end employee, and along with the California attitude and entitlement, to be quite frank. And the um, the insurances and the liabilities that they have to carry on each one and each person. And so COVID comes along and they said, hey, work from home. And then halfway through, they said, hey, if you want to stay working at home, go ahead. So if you're working from home, you go, yay, I get to work from home. But let's now that it's been established that working at home works from the great disruption, do they recruit from Mountain View anymore or ask people to move to Mountain View? No, they're going to be pulling from as close as 300 miles away in a state that is very low cost of, uh, of living comparatively. And so now they can pay Nevada prices instead of a quarter million, maybe 125000 a year. 
right? Uh, you get the idea. So, so this, I know in, in real terms, a good friend of ours, boyfriend, uh, just recently, well, actually, as this thing happened, it was almost instant. Uh, they said, well, go ahead and work from home. And as soon as they did that, they split their office and got rid of about 10000 a month or so in lease. And I don't know this for a fact, but my guess is, is they'll be looking to get rid of that, even that, at some point of what's left. Because they kept half. Let everybody work from home. And then if you want to come in, there's workspace that's kind of generic workspace that you can come in and get. Um, so this is where things are going, um, where it, it really is the environmentalist dream finally coming to fruition uh, decades after the, the birth of the, you know, the, the Internet and, and all this uh, I uh, stuff, E. Remember that I and E? It's a, uh, an I before the iPhone even, right? I, it's I, Internet. Everybody was naming their stuff that. And so we're going in that direction. And so what I want you to do is look at what happens if uh, if football's not played this year. I can tell you again, if I got to do another bet, I'm betting that football drastically changes. Uh dramatically changes across Southern California where the power teams will be the only ones remaining. Because if a kid has to miss playing locally, but one of the power teams is playing, is still playing, which is completely possible uh, because the private schools are not as worried about those kind of lawsuits, um, then if you're, you know, if you have a big dreams for for your football, aren't you just going to abandon your local school and then go to the private school? I think so. I think it's completely possible. And so if sports and whatnot are a thing of the past in the local schools, then, uh, then we have to, uh, we have to ask ourselves, what will, open up clubs oh maybe there's room for club leagues um very possible the other thing that is going to disrupt school even worse because they if you couldn't make it any worse then here it is uh, is i don't know if you've seen it but we all we all know about masks you know you got to go wear masks to go places but they're literally going to make the teachers in la unified from what i understand uh, wear the mask in class, which I already disagree with. I think it's just these masks are dehumanizing, and I won't get too much onto that. But there is an argument that is polarizing, just like our politics, that have polarized this whole mask thing and this whole COVID thing, right? And so you have people that are afraid of their shadows. And that's why the uh, that's why the the uh, uh, the lawsuit thing is real. Because people will go, oh, well, you know, the kids, you guys allowed all these people in, and it's, it's why they got COVID now. And 
because of where how we've managed this, that there's people that, that actually believe that, and I don't mean to get uh, too controversial, but the point is, is that now these teachers are going to have to be looking like hazmat suits more than teachers. And the thing that I, I tell people is you have a teacher in, in, a, in a mask, but also the hazmat thing or the plastic covering that goes over that uh, surgical mask, for lack of a better word. And so do you think your third grader is going to have nightmares and night terrors from that? Yeah, I, you know, my teachers, and I'm sure yours that I have from back then, mostly I think of their kind, you know, warm, beautiful face that uh, showed compassion and empathy. Uh, these kids will never see that. And so this is the risk that's going on. Now, I want to end this uh, and, and not uh, go any much further, but uh, the risk that we're all in getting back to what is and what should be, I don't think there should be any mask personally, but that's my opinion, but it doesn't matter. There's a lot of people who think we should. And so, and, and, and that's what is. And so businesses are being uh, sadly unfairly put into the burden of trying to figure that out to, to serve their clientele. As an example, uh, there is a local place, uh, business, restaurant over at the mall, and the guys are having to wear exactly like the teachers, the mask plus the plastic covering over the entire face. And uh, nothing like that that makes me want to eat more, right? Um, <laughs> so I don't know how they think that's a good idea other than liability again and or pandering to the, you know, the people that uh, are, uh, you know, afraid of, of, of all the germs and bugs. Um, there are people uh, at another restaurant that just opened that they say you have to put your mask on every time one of the employees walks near them. Uh, I know someone personal who personally who her and her boyfriend decided to get up and walk out. They weren't going to dine that way, and they went to a local place that doesn't have those restrictions. Uh, another thing, uh, idea for you that is to me pandering and over the top and as a guy who's been involved in physical stuff for my whole life, uh, to me is insulting. And that is uh, a local gym who opened up and they have masks on and they have uh, built enclosures around all the equipment, the workout exercise equipment that are PVC pipes that stand up and hang uh, shower curtains so you're enclosed. Now, I have no idea how that's supposed to stop coronavirus, but it uh, is, in fact, even dangerous because how do I get to you if you're struggling with lifting weights? And I got to go all around, way around the whole thing and, and figure out a way to, to get in there. It's, it's just a bad idea, in my opinion. Um, they take your temperature as you enter the building, um, but of course, if you jogged over there or if you worked out before you did the weights, as many do, well, what does that mean? So 
there's there's over pandering and i suspect that many uh companies and businesses small and large that have made uh these gestures in desperation will pay the cost uh it, it is what it is unless the people and i i say this very directly because there there's some people that wear masks from now on until the day they die um they've been they they're they're doing it because whatever that i if i say they're scared that sounds mean but that's what it is they're they're afraid of passing on their germs or getting germs and then there's other people like myself that don't trip out on it it's like whatever it's just germs there's millions of them so you may go oh well you're crazy tim and then others are going yeah that's right tim right so that's the problem we've we've literally if everything so much nowadays is polarized we've polarized over this and the problem with that is how do you wrestle that if you have enough people that are uh you know concerned about the bug Okay, if there's enough, then you could cater to them as a market. But you, if you cater to them as a market, you risk offending, for lack of a better word, but a big word lately, offending the other half of the market that doesn't want the mask. And there's a lot of psychology, a lot of, of motion inside of that, but you have to be aware of 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 that um and even if you are acquiescing like i'm i i personally i believe that when wearing the mask are uh, is, is a matter of civil rights however if i go into a, a business i'm i'll put it on and it's not because i agree to it and i do it with with the feeling of protest but I'm not going to make these guys who are minimum wage workers, you know, have to hear my my uh, my, my pledge allegiance <laughs> speech, right? They're 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 not. They just want to they just want to work, man. They just want to make their minimum wage and go home. And I got to put up with you now. So I, that's the way that that I deal with it. But if you understand. You know, if if you're in the business and it's like, look, man, you can't get out of that. You could still mark it out that it sucks or be be artful about it. Right. To make to get empathy with that particular prospect. And so be of what. So the point is, is in all of this is be aware of what's going on. Be aware of the changes uh, that have happened and are happening and will continue to happen and you know we can go on for a long time talking about the, the you know deeper and deeper ramifications of what's just gone on but be empathetic and realize who are you polarizing because no matter what you do you're polarizing someone in in this environment and this is why it's uh, why it's a, a real crazy time to be in business and it's it's unfair really but it doesn't matter what should be it matters what is and this is what is and with that uh, coach Tim out and go out there and uh, build the business build the your business back build the economy um, 
and uh, and lead the way as Coach Tim out.